Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment women's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another short episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. This might, might be tiny bit longer than my five, seven minutes quickies that I love, love, love sharing with you on Fridays. And I promise it's going to be so well worth it. Have you ever, ever played the game? If you really, really know me, you would know. This is a game that I love, love, love playing on my life events that I played in Las Vegas when I hosted in 2019, my first life event meant for more. And it's also something that I intuitively bring, not to all of my, but some of my retreats in person with my clients because so, so, so very often, we are putting the masks on and we are showing up as someone that we think we should be. So we are loved. So we are seen. So we are accepted. And if you play this game, it would look like if you really, really, really know me, you would know, you would know that I still judge myself. You would know that I still compare myself. You would know that I'm afraid. I'm afraid how I will handle the future with the new unknown things and experiences that are coming our way. So this is something that you can play with someone you truly deeply trust. You can also journal it yourself, but it's beautiful because I feel like when we truly show up as we are, we allow people to see us and to really connect with us because I'm not for everyone and I'm not intending to be for everyone. So when you can really see who you are, when you can really show who you are, it's like your people will come to you because they want to be with you and you're even having yes for some people and you might be like, oh, heck no, I don't like this person. And it's okay. You're not meant to be liked by everyone. But, you know, when I was starting 40 years ago with this podcast, it's so interesting. I created a podcast episode 000. So I could introduce myself and share my story and why I want to do this podcast. And now four years later, when I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, I changed so much. I have grown so much. Let me reshare my story. Let me reshare my perspective. Let me share the piece of me who I really am. Not only I got inspired to record this, but I also got asked, you know, about my life journey. So here we go. Because I realize now looking back that life is so much about perception. 
I know that I have created some really harmful stories for me because my mom, she had me when she was 17. She was dating my biological dad for already two years. And the first time they been together intimate, here I am. My mom got pregnant when she was 17. My grandpa was an alcoholic. My biological father didn't want to be included in raising me and being there. But, you know, they, they think that they will do the right thing. So they got married. And he was never interested, never interested in family, never interested in being there for us. So two years later, my mom divorced. When I was five, she remarried again to my stepfather, which she said he was like really nice to me. He played with me. So he, she thought he will be a good father. Yet, <laughs> one thing is, you know, thinking what will be the life and second, it's experiencing it. My stepfather um, tend to be really physically abusive and mentally abusive. Oh my gosh, psychologically completely destroying you, thinking you're a piece of nothing. <laughs> and, um, you know, looking back, I had a younger brother that they had together who was five years younger than me. And um, it's so fascinating how differently our lives turn because like, he got everything he ever wanted. He didn't have to work for things. And me, I had to work for things that I wanted. And there were completely different rules for me. I was growing up in a very small town in Czech Republic. We lived with my mom in city and moved to a small town to live with our stepfather where they built a um, home together. And uh, it's so fascinating to see how our very early memories that we don't even know that we might have, like me, thinking that I wasn't planned, therefore I wasn't wanted, which my mom, she never thought about, you know, like not having me and uh, she was very devoted mom, but that's the story that I've created. I am unwanted, I'm unlovable, and the treatment of my stepfather was only like confirming it. So that led me through like teenage age and young 20s into my 30s thinking that I have to look certain way and behave certain way so I'm accepted and I'm loved. I'm a part of something with which I developed 11 years of eating disorder, toxic relationships when, you know, my ex-boyfriend would like cheat on me and another one who would be like cutting his hand in front of me, his forearm just to like psychologically like mistreat me or another one who would like throw me on the on the wall or like throw me out of the car like pulling my hair and it's so fascinating the things that we allow and how really we get so small and so little and so scared that we just don't even see who we are and how deserving we are and you know, when I was 18, I ran away from home and uh, with this abusive, you know, ex-boyfriend and uh, I felt so, so alone and I felt so not wanting to live. So when I was 18, I attempted to suicide. I overdosed on sleeping pills and had some wine with it because that's what I heard that can like speed it up, right? Uh, when you look like two decades on internet. 
and I find myself waking up in a hospital and my ex-boyfriend thought that I'm just being dramatic, that I'm just calling for attention. <laughs> it was crazy. So I broke up with him, left, then go back with him, then left again. But when I was 21, I, you know, finished my uh, school academy of economy and uh, I wanted to travel. And uh, I moved to London where I stayed for a few months. And I then got invited for just summer with my, another new ex-boyfriend um, to Spain. And the summer lasted four years. So it's just so fascinating to see like, you know, like I think Steve Jobs said it, you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can connect the dots looking backwards. So now that I'm looking back, I see so much more clearly and with so much more compassion for that young little girl who was craving love and who felt unworthy and who felt undeserving and who felt like, she's not special. Like that was one of the things that I really worked through that most of my life, I felt I'm not special because I cannot do one thing like play piano or sing or be extremely beautiful or be extremely smart or be amazing in something like painting, whatever it is, right? Like that one thing that makes you really special. And um, it's really, really very interesting to see how you know, judgmental and hard we can be on ourselves throughout the journey. And then when you like work on yourself and you can see it more clearly with different eyes, how things change and how you wish you could hug yourself, your past self and say the things that you needed to hear back then. It's, it's beautiful because of course you can do it. You can do it now. It doesn't matter if you're 20, 40, 80 years old, you can sit down, close your eyes, imagine the younger self and give her some love, give her some soothing, give her what she needed when she was on her journey and wasn't receiving, you know, putting down the walls that you have built around you. So I lived in Spain four years and then I got an opportunity from our family friend that I, um, you know, connected on online because back then in Spain, I was working as a bookkeeper and it was a boring job. So I was like all the time on internet and that was almost like, oh my goodness, how many, 12 years ago I feel. <laughs> and uh, I got the opportunity to come here to United States as an international exchange student. And so I went to college and uh, because I, you know, I got the, the accepted with the needed, um, score that I needed as the international student. So I started college here in Las Vegas because people ask me, why did you choose Vegas? Like, why did you move from beach, Spain, you know, Marbella into Las Vegas desert? And I always say like, I didn't choose Las Vegas. Las Vegas chose me. And this is like, oh my gosh, this October, it's going to be 12 years ago that I moved in here. And it's very, very interesting. Like I had such a huge cultural shock when I moved in here. I felt so, so different, so isolated, alienated, whatever is the word. But I, I, I tried to belong and I just, it was so hard. And back then I started to go to therapy here, you know, and uh, it helped me. But what really, really helped me was like, starting to really 
pay attention to myself. And it wasn't up until I was almost 28 when I started on my personal development journey and spiritual development journey, because back then I was living here already a couple of years. And when I went to summer to be with my grandma, I met, met like uh, my crush. She was like my crush since I was like, oh my gosh, 12, 13, when we were like holding hands and picking up the cherries back in Czech Republic. And we reconnected that summer. It's again, it's just like the universe, how it plants everything. I was there in summer. I was like, oh, I would like to connect with someone while I'm here. And I already doesn't live, don't live here for a few years. So who can I message? I'm like, oh, let's, let's message, you know, Oli. He was always like, um, great to like talk to. And so I messaged him and two days later I get text message. He was like, wow, like I never use this number. I like use it like once in two months, once in three months for my online banking. And, uh, I was there for summer for two months. So if you would check it up three months later, we would never connect that. So we spent the summer together and then I brought him back with me to States. And, uh, you know, when the summer was ending, he proposed to me, we were together. Like, of course we knew each other for like, I don't know, 15 years, but seeing and dating, that was just like a couple of months of summer. And he said, like, when, you know, you know, and back then I just didn't want to listen to my intuition. I didn't want to recognize that he reminds me so much of my stepfather, that everything on the outside looked great. Like everybody who would see us like, oh, this is this beautiful fitness couple. And you're such a perfect couple together and behind a closed door, like this cold treatment and not talking to me for days and you know, like putting me down, not wanting me to do anything by myself. And, and when I was happy, he would put me down. And it's so interesting how we attract people in situations that are familiar to us and uh, how we allow them to be there. So we got married. I didn't listen to my intuition who like two days before the wedding, I'm like, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? This doesn't feel right. We are fighting in a car about something so ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, this shouldn't be like this. Like two days before wedding, something isn't right. And I was just here alone. And that's why I did it. So we're married. I don't remember year and half. And then we got divorced because it's just, it couldn't like, I find out he was like cheating on me. And then he was seeing someone here while my mom was living with us for, you know, a few weeks. And it was just like heartbreaking and also very, very, very eye-opening. So those were like my late twenties and I will speed up the last decade, you know, because like I said, like my soul episodes are usually shorter and wrapping up like, I'm 38 now. So wrapping it all in to share with you my heart and my journey to bring you some hope and inspiration of what you can do too. It's important to me, you know? So I got divorced. I was, I finished my school. I finished my bachelor's uh, in marketing. Then I finished my master's degree in business administration too. And I was working in a corporate. And then on the side, I was doing a personal training and uh, I also started to do social media marketing management because that's what I was doing in my corporate. And I got a couple of clients and 
a company I was grow, working in was growing so, so, so quick that the people who they were hiring really didn't care. So we went from like small company of like 10 people into like 25 people in just like a couple of years. And it was so quick and people so didn't care the new ones. And I just couldn't take it because anything I do, I treat it like it's mine. And when people didn't, I just couldn't take it. So I was too honest, too harsh. Back then, no people skills, even though I had two assistants who were working under me. Um, and I got fired. I got fired when I went on a weekend to visit my cousin in Chicago. And back then I had a social media marketing clients, like I mentioned. And when I was leaving to the airport, I knew I will be a few hours in a plane. So I needed to schedule um, some things, some posts for my two clients after work. But I did it on company computer and forgot to log off my Facebook. So my bosses invested all weekend on reading all of my private messages with my best friend where I was sharing with her. And of course, they probably read so many more things, but they use only this against me. They print out the, the messages that I was messaging with her where I was saying, I'm so tired of the toxic people who don't care in the company. I love the clients here so much. And it hurts me when people don't show up fully and, you know, all these things. So I wasn't talking crap about the bosses or the work. I was saying I love the work. I was just saying that I'm so tired of the people who are working there who don't care, who don't give their all. And for that, I got fired, my love. Back then, I was super heartbroken because I was working in the company almost five years and they were truly like my family here. I went through some thick and thick times, you know, with them. And when they fired me, I felt betrayal. I felt brokenhearted. But also it gave me a big slap in the face to see like if people who work with me and are so close to me for five years, things that I don't know how to deal with people and I'm aggressive and I don't know how to manage and all these things. Is there anything true about it? And I realized that I built my walls so high so I don't get hurt again, that I was hard. I was harsh. And that's not who I am. I'm loving, I'm nurturing, and I'm supportive. And if people don't see me like this, it's because I don't embody it. So it was heartbroken. But now looking back six years later, thank God I got fired. Thank God that I'm living the life that I'm living now, because that allowed me to grow my social media marketing company for it's so much hard work and hassle. I was growing it for a year and a half. And I was like mentally and physically completely burned out. I was working seven days a week, working hard, you know, for a few thousand dollars a month. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is why, why quit corporate, like to do even more work. And so that led me into needing to slow down. It led me to realize that if I don't stop, if I don't take care of myself, if I don't pause, if I don't go to nature, I cannot do this anymore. And that's how I started to step more into feminine flow. And then I realized that the less I worked, the more money I made because I became more magnetic. I became more clear. I became more confident. And that's what I'm teaching and embodying now. The beautiful balance between the feminine and the masculine, the masculine gets stuff done. You get to have masculine energy to, you know, provide things, create things, finish things. 
But the feminine is the nurturing, the loving, the receptive, the one who is connected so deeply to the divine, to that birthing process, to that creation process. So I learned, and of course, I'm still learning, to balancing it all. That's how I was able to let go of my social media marketing company, go through a few side hustles, and then fully embody and say, enough, it's enough. I don't want to have four side hustles. I need to believe that through my coaching, I can make it, that I can do it, that I can be here and now and be abundantly paid to be me. So I let go of my side hustles a few years ago. I don't know if it was two or three times flies. Completely let that go. And when I let that go of side hustles and working for others, you know, like few hours, so I have a secure cash. That was in January. In February, I had my first five-figure month. And ever since I did, created abundance that it's more than enough fulfilling for me. Five-figure months, multiple five-figure months, working with the clients that I love and working with the beautiful modalities. Just like last year, I got certified in breathwork, Reiki. I'm studying a Kundalini activation process now this year. And it's so powerful stepping into the human design, learning it, studying it for almost past four years. It's life-giving. And we are on this journey to keep growing and expanding and look back with admiration and compassion. Look back with even more clarity and love for yourself. So we all did silly things in the past, but really being able to pause and celebrate yourself, really being able to close your eyes and hold the younger self of yours and say the things that you wish that you heard back. That's my journey. That's where I am, 38 years old. And of course, Four years ago, I attracted also the love of my life, got married last year, planning family. It's beautiful because it's only when you become unapologetically you that the abundance can come, that the people can come who are aligned with who you really are. So I'm celebrating you. I'm seeing you. I'm loving you. And I know that so many better days are ahead of you. So let me know. What would you say if you could right now hold your younger self in your arms? And remember, I love you, I see you, and I receive you.